Welcome to the Leader Think Podcast, where we discuss personal growth and concepts for improving organizational culture. This is your host, Philip Grison. As you increase your wisdom, I hope you enlighten others on your path towards greatness. If you want to go further, head over to leaderthink.com. We've all heard someone say that phrase before, you can't fix stupid. It goes against everything we currently know about the science of what causes human error. It shows a lack of awareness of that science within the individual saying those words. Today, I'm focusing on how to fix stupid, or what we know about human error and how to minimize it. I also will discuss why it can be challenging to bring this awareness of human performance to the minds of our leaders. So let's start with how industries are designing products to eliminate or minimize the potential for human error, or how they are fixing stupid. How is your microwave designed to fix stupid? Some idiot is going to turn this thing on without shutting the door first. So what do we do? I know. Let's include a sensor in this microwave that prevents it from turning on when the door opens. Why is there a backup camera in my vehicle? To minimize the chance of backing over someone because I don't look behind myself every single time I put the vehicle in reverse. An alarm goes ding, ding, ding when I forget to wear my seatbelt. Years ago, I forgot to unplug a clothes iron. Someone else went to put it away hours later. They thought it must be unplugged, yet they burned their hand in the process. But today, my iron shuts off automatically if it's been left on for too long of a period. Why to fix stupid? All of these systems I've described are designed to fix stupid. You see, sometimes you actually can fix stupid. Other times you can defend against it, or at least minimize its potential. We have learned so much about why human beings make errors or mistakes, or appear to purposely violate a rule. But unfortunately, not everyone is aware of this science and all it could teach us to improve our organizational performance. If I were to explain the most basic idea of current human error science, it would go like this. Most of the time, people's decisions make sense to them, even when at risk or in violation. When you see someone doing something wrong, breaking a rule, violating a procedure, or non-compliance with a law, it typically fits into one of three categories. Number one, a system-induced error. Another way of saying that is being put in a position designed to fail. Maybe a worker is given conflicting messages of, get the job done as soon as possible, and at the same time receiving messages that there is no time limit for safety procedures. The truth is, These are conflicting messages, and the worker is often forced to choose between one of them. Which voice is louder, 
and most important to follow in order to receive my paycheck or really make my boss happy. Number two, a simple mistake, a lapse in judgment. I just screwed up. We are all human after all. To expect a flawed, distracted, and overworked human to perform like a robot is actually insanity. Fatigue contributes to the potential for error. In my construction field, most workers work a lot more than 40 hours per week. They often live far from the job and just don't get a good night's sleep. You can't expect a fatigued human to make perfect decisions like a computer. If we accept the fact that we are going to allow fatigued workers in our workplace and not shift to a 9-to-5 Monday through Friday schedule in the construction industry, then we also need to accept that we are employing a bunch of workers that are prone to error. It's also important to note that there's overlap here. A system-induced error can contribute to a mental lapse. And finally, there's the third type of error, a purposeful violation. Now, I'm going to go extreme here to prove a point, but this one is similar to premeditated murder. It's as if the employee woke up in the morning and said to themselves, I can't wait to get to work and purposely violate all the rules and procedures my company asked me to comply with. Yeah, how many people really think that way? But the sad truth is, it is normal for many supervisors and managers to place all forms of human error into the last category, an evil human being purposely violating the rule and they need to be punished. Or the judgmental, I give up frame of mind, you can't fix stupid. The truth is actually very much the opposite. Most people are actually good people trying to do a good job within a flawed system. Yes, evil does exist, but it is more common to view a system-induced error than it is to view an evil act of purposeful violation. The two most widely accepted studies on this topic state that purposeful violations, i.e. reckless sabotage, account for 10 to 15% of all errors we witness. The other 85 to 90% are normal, good people making a simple mistake or put in a position designed to fail. If you look at other areas of our society, we get that. If someone runs a pedestrian over with their car, we take a long time to learn the story. If guilt is placed on the individual, a court of law determines what type of violation was committed. Was it premeditated murder or involuntary manslaughter? In the construction safety arena, most violations are viewed by the unaware as premeditated murder but the science tells us they are most often not premeditated. These are actually old concepts that we have known and are slowly expanding our current understanding of. In the words of Norman Cousins, to talk about the need for perfection in man is to talk about the need for another species. Or the old popular saying, to err is human. 
So how can we deal with this? The first step is to create awareness in all our supervisors and managers, all the people who are driving the bus, so they can learn not to be quick to judge. So instead, they can learn the story of what they are witnessing in front of them and only then make a good call on if this violation requires punishment or taking a deep look in the mirror as to how and why management has placed a worker in a position designed to fail. But that is really hard. It's actually an emotional journey. You see, your limbic brain is designed to place judgment on the risks it sees for a great purpose. Is there a tiger in the room that is going to eat me? That is the force in the mind we are fighting against when trying to generate awareness of the science of human error. Another issue is having a deep understanding that what we see is only a snapshot in time. When we see a violation or an undesirable behavior occurring, it's like you only see the very end of the movie. You don't see the other hour and a half of the movie that led up to the final event. Third, there is letting go of the control of accountability. This is a tough one that comes up in almost every discussion regarding the science of human error. So now nobody can be held accountable for their actions, right? This actually is not true at all. What we are trying to communicate is that a great shift is needed. Evil does exist, but it is only 10 to 15% of the behaviors you observe with your eyes. In our past, we have treated almost all undesirable behavior as evil, we are just trying to tip the scale in a more balanced and educated direction. If what you really see is Adolf Hitler showing up to work and purposely committing evil acts, fire the crap out of them. But will you first take the time to determine, is this Charles Manson in front of me? Or is this a normal, decent person just trying to do a good job so they can get paid and feed their family. So let's dive deeper into this emotional journey. It's so easy to judge. It's easy to be the armchair quarterback. Man, if I was in that game, I would have thrown the ball to that other guy. But would you really have done that? Do you really know what it was like to be that quarterback in that specific game on that specific field? Are you aware of all the distractions that quarterback was dealing with at the time? All the decisions they were forced to quickly make in the moment. There's a more educated term for it, hindsight bias. When we witness someone doing something wrong, we have the luxury of seeing the end result. If the employee knew you were going to catch them in the act and get them in trouble, would they have performed in the same way? They didn't know the end of the story in the beginning of their life movie. To make things worse, what if the employee is injured or killed? Would they have done the work using the same method if they knew it would put them in the hospital or the grave? Most likely not. 
but we get the blessing of seeing how the movie ends before we even see how it began. This requires taking that hard look in the mirror. Am I placing judgment before learning the story? If so, I'm doing it wrong. At the same time, I am fighting a force deep within me. I am also fighting a voice spoken to me at a loud volume. All around us, the media is placing judgment on the behavior of others. We see it in the news almost every day. There's a picture or a short video clip of some behavior. The media tells us who the bad guy is, and a large portion of society acts as jury and screams, hang them high. But how many times does the media screw up when they place that judgment? How many times are we slowly presented with more information on the story of what we have witnessed, and then the guilty end up being the innocent ones? and the original innocent are often deemed the perpetrator. There is an old wisdom truth given to us by Christ, let he without sin cast the first stone. In the science of culpability, there is a similar truth, the substitution test. If you fired the worker who committed the violation and hired a new worker in their place, would you never see that violation occur again? If the answer is yes, then the employee was the devil. Fire them. Get rid of them. But if the answer is no, we did not fix anything at all. We are just running round and round on the same hamster wheel going nowhere. So if we discipline for a behavior that other workers would perform in the same way, all we are truly accomplishing is deeply influencing them to get better at hiding it from us. The better they hide it, the less we can learn from it and defend against it. Another important concept of this emotional journey is how we can actually strengthen our own judgmental ego by refusing to learn the story of why they are behaving the way they are. When we use our judgmental limbic brain to assess what we see, we confront the employee, which in turn engages the limbic defense mechanism in them. As our ego speaks to the employee, they respond with their ego and we learn nothing from the experience. We just argue with each other. Eckhart Tolle has a great explanation of this concept. What you perceive as their faults become to you their identity. This means you will see only the ego in them and thus strengthen the ego in yourself. Instead of looking through the ego in others, you are looking at the ego Who is looking at the ego? The ego in you. This tells us that first, we need to shut off the limbic brain and all of its threat-finding judgmental bias. Take a deep breath. Go to your super-intelligent prefrontal cortex and learn the story. Questions to ask. Why does it make sense to you to do it this way? What is prohibiting you 
from doing the job according to all our rules and procedures. We need a deep understanding of the chain of events that led to the behavior or violation we have witnessed. Only then can we actually make an educated decision on how to deal with the problem at hand. We need to watch the entire movie first. John Maxwell says it this way, Let your attitude be one of interest or curiosity, rather than one of criticism or condemnation. So after we deal with the emotional struggle of all this, we need to take a hard look in the mirror. In the scientific world, this translates back to determine if this is a system-induced error. Our current understanding is that the greatest majority of all violations fall into this category. How am I, or management, or the organizational system making these workers more prone to error? This is a tough one for sure. Not only am I letting go of my feelings of control through implementing some form of accountability for wrongdoing, not only am I now forced to deal with the limbic brain fighting my educated prefrontal cortex, I also have to accept the fact that most of the time I or our management system are the ones making the greatest contribution to the problem. Not everyone is ready to take this emotional journey and throw themselves on their sword like that. But if you do possess that strength, if you can generate awareness to it and build that skill in others, what greatness could you accomplish? How much more productive, efficient, and profitable could you be if you could actually prevent or minimize errors instead of having the same blame-placing conversations about the same errors over and over again with all these different employees? So the questions I'd like to leave you with are, do you find yourself addressing the same types of violations over and over again? just with a different employee than the one you had to deal with yesterday? Do you have an opportunity to learn more of the story, the movie that led up to this event? Why does this behavior make sense to the employee, even though they are in violation? Do we have the opportunity to grow ourselves to better serve this purpose? Do we have the opportunity to help grow others? And will we embrace that opportunity? Part of that is understanding why humans do what they do. To not be quick to judge what we see in a snapshot of time, whether it's judging somebody's character based on stories told to us through the media or immediately placing judgment when we see them on top of a stepladder. Are we really seeing the whole story? I hope we all can take the time to learn before forming judgmental opinions based on our narrow view of a snapshot in time. See the world wide open today. If you learned something valuable today, please share it with others. For more information, head over to leaderthink.com.